0: Come on, that's it. Let's continue to praise the Lord. If you're thankful for that, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. Come on, that's it. Somebody give him praise. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, it feels good in the house of the Lord. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. It feels good in the house of the Lord. Amen. I feel the presence of God moving all across this building. Amen. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students to their classrooms along with their teachers. Amen. Everybody say, God bless our Sunday school kids. And God bless our Sunday school teachers. Amen. We're so glad to have all of our our kiddos. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be turning open to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, and verse number 20. Ephesians chapter 3, and verse number 20. prayer throughout this week. I've just been feeling this verse in my spirit, and I believe that God wants to speak to us through it here today, and hopefully it is a blessing. I believe we're going to build faith in this house. Amen. I believe we're going to build faith in this house. This is a famous passage of scripture. Many in this building can quote. And I am going to do my best to preach out of it. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able, everybody shout able, to do exceedingly. Everybody shout exceedingly. Abundantly. Shout abundantly. Above all. That we ask or think. Amen. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. That we can ask or think according to the power which works in us. He is able. I just want to remind somebody here. He is able. Now, I'm going to title this. When I was in school, they used to give out letter grades. A, B, C, D, and many times F for some of us in the building. But for some reason, a lot of times on my report card, they'd give me an E, which means they didn't feel comfortable giving me a grade. So they put E for exceeds expectations. Any of my folks in the building ever got an E on your report card? Now, I didn't know whether or not that was a compliment or an insult, whether or not they had low expectations or all I know is somewhere in my schooling, I exceeded what they expected out of me. And I want to preach to us for a few moments on that subject, exceeds expectations. Would you set down your Bibles and pray for us? I pray that I would be able to minister this and pray all across this building that God would speak to us in this house. Come on, lift up your voice. Lord, we thank you that you are able... God, I pray for faith today, faith to remember that God is indeed able. But, Lord, you don't just do, amen, the bare minimums, God. I thank you that you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can even think or ask about. Nothing that my brain can can imagine is able to comprehend what you can do. And, God, I'm praying today that you would build our faith in Jesus' name. And everybody shout amen. Hallelujah, God bless you. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Exceeds expectations. A friend recently shared a story with me. There once was a poor man who lived in England. He had a dream to one day leave his homeland to come to America to start over with hope and a better quality of life. So the man decided that he would make his dream come true and he started to save money so that he could buy a ticket to sail over on a ship that was bound for America. He toiled daily, month after month, for a very long time and finally he saved enough to buy his ticket to sail aboard a passenger ship towards the destination he dreamed of for a long time. He also, in his mind, said to himself, I only have enough money for a ticket, but I don't have any money to purchase food on the boat. So he put several boxes of crackers, plenty of cheese and other spreadable items that he could put on his crackers. He put them in his luggage and he made sure he had enough that he would be able to eat crackers and cheese and crackers and condiments until he arrived at his destination. And one day, he finally boarded the ship, and he was headed towards America. And during most of the trip, when it was time for the passengers to eat, he saw them going into the dining room, and he made it up in his mind, I'm going to get part of the experience, so he showed up as well. But he would always go off into a corner and start eating his cheese and crackers all by himself, thinking he could not afford the dining expense. This went on for most of the trip day after day until finally there was a man that noticed he was always in the corner during dining time eating cheese and crackers. And he came up and asked him, he said, Sir, why do you always go off into a corner and eat cheese and crackers? And the man replied, Sir, I only had enough money to buy a ticket to America. I didn't have enough money to buy food on the ship And so I didn't want to go hungry the entire way, so I brought myself some cheese and crackers to eat. And the other passenger looked at him astonished and said, Sir, the ticket you purchased also includes the meals. You've been missing out on all of the food, the drinks, and the other privileges that your ticket provided for you. The man had been eating cheese and crackers when all the while he could have been dining and sitting in the dining room, enjoying the main course with everybody else. His low expectations had limited his enjoyment. As comical as this story is, we also see that there is a downside to having low expectations. When studying studying the expectation level in students, they found that low expectations resulted in a fixed mindset the students with low expectations routinely made statements such as I'm not a math person now anybody in this building that you have made a fixed mindset statement like that I'm gonna preach to you for a little while I'm not a math person well you gave up in the third grade so I understand you're not a math person now but to say I'm not a math person is to say I don't have the capability that's a fixed mindset I want to tell everybody, I'm not coming to preach this, but I'm going to tell everybody in the building, don't allow your mind to become fixed on something. Don't allow your mind to become fixed that this is as far as I can go, this is as high as I can go. I want to just preach to everybody for just a moment. Amen. There is no Bible that says you need to stay where you are. But it is a challenge of the mind that will get us to start thinking in a fixed mindset. And eventually one day I feel I'm probably going to talk about the necessary thing called a growth mindset. That you have to keep improving and growing. But they found amongst these students, they would say things like, science is not my strength. That's a definitive. You've now defined yourself. I can't write. Well, if you have hands and your hands move, you can write. But they thought, I can't. These students frequently gave up on trying to learn a new skill because of these flawed beliefs. When we, when we have low expectations of success, especially following adversity, we are more likely to give up. We quit before we even try, even when our chances of success are objectively higher than we're giving them credit for. With low expectations, we will often forego opportunities because we don't believe that they will work out for us. We have high expectations for everybody else that it's going to work out for you. Amen. But it's not going to work out well for me. If you don't believe that, just talk to somebody that says, will you pray for me? And you'll say, absolutely. And you'll tell them God can do it. But when you start thinking about your own problems and your own circumstances, you've got enough faith to believe God can do it for them. But when it comes to yourself, your expectations get lower because you don't believe it's going to work out for you. Amen. Low expectations are a defense mechanism. If you are a person that has low expectations in life, you are living in survival mode. You have a defense mechanism because at our, at our nature, at our core, we are all a little bit afraid of disappointment. Amen. So because we don't want to be disappointed, we just learn to expect a little less. We start accepting a little less. Low expectations cloud our perspective. Low expectation leads us to become pessimists. After all, we've got faith that negatively it's not going to work out. But we have a hard time finding faith to believe that it can work out. Amen. Low expectations limits our capacity to develop and to grow. Having low expectations inhibits our ability to adapt to the changes in life low expectations can lead to feelings of helplessness and to despair because after all i just can't see how it's going to work out for me low expectations will hinder you in life They will hinder you in marriage. They will hinder you with your kids. They will hinder you in your business. They will hinder you in your finances. Low expectations will hinder you in your health because you think that I just can't do X, Y, or Z, and so you never even try. Uh, Amen. Low expectations will limit uh, the life that you and I get to live. But the greatest danger is when low expectations start to affect our faith, when low expectations start to affect our relationship with God or our belief in God. I am reminded here today as I prepared this week for this message, I'm reminded of the story of a widow and her son in the time of a famine. She told the prophet, I only have enough food to make one more meal that my son and I are going to barely enjoy. And after we're done eating, we are going to die. I'm reminded of another widow. That came to the prophet and told him the creditor is coming, and I don't have anything left to pay him, and so I'm going to I'm going to end up losing my sons to become slaves as well. I'm about to lose everything. I'm reminded of the story of Lazarus. They had expectations that Jesus could heal Lazarus, but when Jesus didn't show up on their time frame, they lowered their expectations and they buried their brother in a sealed-up tomb. I'm reminded of the story of the paralyzed man in Acts chapter 3 that had been laid daily at the gate called Beautiful to beg for money. And when he saw Peter and John, amen, the Bible says that he looked on them expecting To receive some change. Amen. Just a little more money so I can make it through another day. Just another handout so I can make it until tomorrow. I'm reminded of the 5,000 that showed up, not including women and children. They showed up, amen, in the wilderness to hear Jesus preach and teach. But nobody thought ahead. Nobody brought anything to eat. And Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, go and feed them. But the disciples said, Lord, send them away. We don't have enough to feed them. All we got is a little boy's fish and a little boy's loaves of bread. All of these came with low expectations in their faith. Amen. But I've come to preach to everybody in this building, whether you've got high expectations of God or you've got low expectations of God. We serve a God that always exceeds our expectations. I wish I could have 15 people that would would preach with me that there's a God that will exceed all. Is there anybody that's got enough faith to believe that God's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all? Somebody clap your hands and give God praise. I didn't come to preach a very deep message here today, but I've just come to remind somebody a little bit about your God. Uh, Amen. Whether you came in with your faith in the bottom of a barrel, uh, I want to tell you that if you keep scraping the bottom of that barrel, that widow woman came back with more meal every single time. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to tell everybody in this building, uh, he is the God of more than enough. I want to preach to everybody, he's not the God of just barely enough. He's the God of abundance. He's the God of more than enough. There's words we talk about God we don't use for anybody else. Uh, We talk about his abundance. Uh, We talk about his ability to overflow. Uh, We talk about his infinity. We talk about his eternal nature. These are things you can't talk about anybody else. Uh, Because when God shows up, uh, it's more than sufficient. When God... Somebody ought to preach with me. Uh, God is able to do exceedingly. He exceeds expectations. Uh, he's able to do abundantly uh, above. And the way God shows up, he does above that which we can ask or think. I want to tell you the beautiful thing about that. It takes us out of the way. Because if you got a big imagination, he can do more than your big imagination. But if you've got a pessimistic, low-expectation imagination, I want to tell you he's able to do more than your pessimism. He's a- Well, God, I don't think you're going to be able to do it. I want to tell you he can do more than what you don't think he's able to do. He can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. God is not limited to one thing. Well, God, you can do that, but you can't do this. I want to tell everybody, God always exceeds expectations when god showed up that widow and her son that were ready to eat and die they were on their last meal amen the bible says they ate not just until they were full but they ate until there was uh, no more famine left in the land uh, because god always exceeds expectations When God got involved with the other widow who said, I don't have nothing in my house. I can't pay the bills. When God showed up, she didn't just pay off her debt. She was able to retire on the proceeds of the sale of her oil. Because God always exceeds expectations. When God got involved in Lazarus' death, amen, they expected God to be a healer. But when he died, Jesus wasn't just a healer. He said, I am the resurrection and the life." And I preach to everybody with dead dreams and dead visions. Well, God, if you'd have showed up in my time frame, it would have worked out. I want to tell you, God's able to redeem the time even when you don't think there's any time left. Can I preach to everybody uh, that's buried it? Uh, I want to preach to you here today uh, when Sarah and Abraham were 99 years old, uh, when everybody said it was too late, uh, when modern doctors would say it's impossible. God said, I'll do exceedingly, uh, abundantly, above all. And I want to preach to everybody why God exceeds expectations. Because he's God. And sometimes God just needs to remind us who's in charge. Uh, Amen. This is why we show up to impossible situations. Well, God, if you love me, why would you put me here? Because it's the only way you'll ever believe God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all. Amen. If you go through easy times uh, and it's always easy and you always make a way for yourself, uh, you'll never have the faith to believe God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. But when you ever get backed into a corner and you don't know what to do and you don't know how it's going to work out, but you make it up in your mind, uh, amen, I believe God that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly. I can think about it. uh, I can dream about it. uh, I can even dread about it. uh, But I believe God's able but many of us make the decision we'd rather just complain about it and dread it and worry about it. But I want to tell you, even worry is, an, is, is just part of your imagination. Amen. When things go bump in the night, amen, and your imagination starts running wild, somebody broke in. <laughs> and you start thinking to yourself, amen, that somebody broke into the house of the Lord. And somebody broke into in my house, and I don't know what to do. Amen. And you start wondering what's going on. Amen. I want to tell you, your imagination's run running wild. Amen. Fear gets your imagination. I want to tell you, fear, amen, and faith work in the same avenue. They both work through your imagination. Amen. Pessimism and optimism work through the same avenue. They work through your faith. Amen. They work through your imagination. And there's people in this building. You can imagine all of the worst-case scenarios. All the ways it's not going to work out. All the ways it's not going to happen. Amen. But I want to tell you, if you can ever shift gears out of your fear and start shifting gears into faith, uh, Amen. God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all of your faith. I don't know if, if it gets worse. If it gets worse, what's going to happen? And you, you've you already figured out in your mind. I want to tell you, even God can do exceedingly abundantly above all of your fears as well. Uh, everything you're afraid of and you think, well, if it ever gets this bad, then it's finally too late. I want to tell you that's not that's not true. Uh, because even when you think like it's over, uh, Lazarus, come forth. Uh, even when you feel like it's over, Lazarus, come forth. Uh, even when you think it's dead and gone and there's no hope left, uh, Lazarus, come forth. When God got involved with the paralyzed man in Acts chapter 3, he got more than change. Hallelujah. He got changed. Hallelujah. You know, we come to church for all sorts of reasons. The Bible says they laid him at the gate. I know people come to church for all sorts of reasons. Some people come because uh, they ain't got nothing better to do. Some people come because they just want to find out, amen, if this is real. They come for all sorts of reasons. Uh, amen. This man came just to get a little more change. Amen. But he got more than he bargained for. I want to tell you, whether you came to church because somebody tricked you to come to the building or you showed up, uh, you've been looking for something from God, you're going to get more than you expect. Uh, you're going to get more than you can anticipate. He showed up just looking for a little change. Get me a little more money to get through my week. Get me a little more money to get through my day. Amen. But he was looking for this handout, but God ended up showing him a hand up. He was looking for change, but God said, I'm going to change you. Amen. He looked on Peter and John. Amen. looking for a little money, but he got more than money. Amen. God didn't just heal his paralyzed legs. Can I preach to somebody. He didn't just make feeling where there was no feeling. He didn't just get goosebumps. Amen. The Bible says that his ankle bones receive strength. He wasn't just able to start going to rehab. And There's people I can believe God to heal. But after I get healed, I'm going to have to go to rehab for six months to work on this. But I've got enough testimonies even in the last six months that God will heal you even without physical therapy. That There's people, I believe God will deliver me of nicotine, but I'm going to have to get the gum. I'm going to have to get the patch, but I've come to preach above that. He can do exceedingly, abundantly. You can throw the cigarettes out. You can dump the bottle down the drain and never go back. Why? Because God exceeds. Oh, somebody ought to preach with me. Somebody. He exceeds all, 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 all our expectations. Somebody ought to clap your hands uh, and give him praise here today. Amen. You know, people always get up to church and they go, you need to come to church with expectations. All right, man, that that, that doesn't always work out in your favor. Because I know a lot of people, well, it's this is, what people, this is the way some people's expectation comes out. Well, it's just Wednesday night. And that's what you expect. That's a low expectation. Well, it's just Bible study. You'd be shocked God will heal your body in a Bible study. You'll be shocked that thing you've been praying about. All of a sudden in the middle of teaching on Noah or Enoch or something that doesn't have anything to relate to it, God will give a prophetic word that will change your life forever. Why? Because he always exceeds expectations. Amen. I know people that show up to church. Well, I showed up and they didn't expect God to do nothing for them. But God always exceeds expectations. They didn't expect to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But before the service was done, they had their hands in the air and they were speaking in other tongues. Why? He always exceeds expectations. But if we're not careful, we'll get caught in low expectations. And God will exceed those, but I've come to build and raise everybody's faith here today. Hey, Amen. You can come to church with with expectations, but I'd rather you come to church with anticipation. Yeah, awesome. Expectation says, if I got one and I add one, I expect there's going to be two. That's an expectation. Expectation has more to do with the outcome. I'm expecting two. Amen. And this is why some people, they get disappointed because they showed up with a certain expectation and it didn't happen. Because that wasn't what God was trying to do. This is what happened with Lazarus. We expected you to heal. And now we don't want to work and we don't want to worship no more because you didn't show up in our time frame. Amen. I want to tell everybody in this building, you got to throw your time frame out the window and say, God, you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can ask or think, whether it's in my time frame or not. I've just come to preach to everybody. Uh, amen. God God was working me on, on me this week. Uh, I just want to remind everybody, God writes beautiful stories. God writes beautiful stories. Uh, and you're in the middle of your story. And it doesn't look beautiful right now. When God gets done, it'll be better than if he showed up in our time frame and did it the way we expected it. Uh, God will do more. If God would have showed up when they wanted him to, he would have healed Lazarus. And Lazarus would have just been another person that Jesus healed. But instead, Jesus became one of three people, not including himself, that he raised from the dead. Because God always exceeds expectations. But a lot of times we come to church like the man in Acts chapter 3, and we just want a little word to get me through my week. I just I just want to just hurry up and just encourage me, preacher, so that I can just get through my week. But I want to tell you, God wants to give you a prophetic word. Hallelujah. He wants to do more than just get you through your week. He wants to give you a prophetic word that will get you into your future. Well, I just, I hope I can come to church and I can feel my legs again and they can start to tingle again. I can get some goosebumps again come to church and, hey, preacher, just make me feel good. And I just want to feel, I just want to feel a little something. And, oh, I got my jig on on, on the third worship song and the 15th chorus of it. And, and so I feel good. So I'm go home. That's an expectation. But an anticipation is a little different. And anticipation says, I, I don't know what God's going to do. I just know he's going to do something. And I'm not showing up looking for a certain outcome. I don't know if God's going to heal somebody today or fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. I didn't show up today expecting God to do X, Y, or Z. I showed up with anticipation that something was going to happen. He might convict somebody. He might deliver somebody. He might. But regardless, he always exceeds my expectations. Somebody ought to give him praise. You ought to just throw your low expectations out the window. Throw your high expectations out the window and say, God, just do what you're going to do. Just be God. Just be God. Just somebody ought to stand and clap your hands all across this building to a God that always exceeds expectations. Somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to dance. That God can do more than I can. God can do more than I can think about. God can do more. We serve a God that always exceeds expectation. So I've come to preach to everybody. Take the limits off your God. Oh, Limits get there because we've seen God do something before. And limits come because we haven't seen God do something before. I want to say God sometimes shows up and does a new thing, and you might be, you might be Lazarus' sisters, thinking, "God, you need to do it the old way. Hurry up and do what I expect." And God saying, "I want to do a new thing that we're going to forever testify about, and people are going to preach about for generations to come." But you got to endure the in between. God always exceeds our expectations but he doesn't always exceed our time frames. Well, God, you better do it by here. We give God ultimatums. God don't work like that. Well, God, if you don't do it by X, Y, or Z, it's just not the will of God. No, no, that's humanism. That's us being God. We put ourselves in God's position. That's idolatry. Idols are made in your uh, your image. They look like you do what you want them to do. God is not that way. In fact, whenever somebody tries to force the hand of God, in fact, that's what they tried to do at, at Lazarus. They said, your friend, that La- Lazarus, whom you love, your friend, remember, tried to manipulate Jesus. He told his disciples, let's hang out for a little while longer. I've seen this time and time again when somebody tries to give God an ultimatum. God just sits back and goes, okay, we'll wait a little longer. God, if you don't do it, X, Y, y. okay. But when they finally let God show up, when God shows up, he always exceeds their expectations. When God got involved with the 5,000, everybody got more than a crumb. All right. You know, that's 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 humanistic thinking, too. All right. So we got 5,000 people, not including women and children. So if we divide this piece of bread, you know, that's, that's the challenge when we operate in the flesh and not in faith. We start making it happen. We can't make it happen. There's things God puts us in an impossible situation to remind us you're not God and I'm not God. God shows up and says, I just want to remind everybody who the real being is. It's Jesus. Jesus is God, not us. And and hey, I hate standing at Red Sea moments where God looks at me and says, Just wait. Because I want to activate, I want to activate my faith. God, I want to do something. God says, stand still and watch me do something. Okay, God. Uh, the Egyptians are getting real close. <laughs> Hurry up, God. God. I'm preaching to everybody here because we've all been there. God, you need to do it right now. I can, I can see Pharaoh's chariot. I can smell the horses. Can you hurry up? God says, just wait. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, God, we got to feed all 5,000 people. So they get their razor blade out. And they start slicing. You ever seen that Mickey Mouse? Slice a little tiny piece of bread and it floats down. They start doing that. And just like, oh, man. We'll just feed everybody a sliver. Because that's our expectation. But when God shows up, everybody ate until they were full. But he didn't stop at filling the belly. They had so much. You ever been? You ever been a, a buffet? Some of y'all love buffets, huh? I prefer Brazilian steakhouses. Praise God! But it's a, it's a bougie buffet. Praise God! But you know, you 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 eat. You, you know what you can do at a buffet? That that piece of little grizzly. You just set it off the side. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get a fresh bite of that. You just. They had so much to eat. They could pick and choose what part of the bread they like. Some people like the crust. Some people like the inside. They were just pointing. I like this piece. And they had so much left over that Jesus told the disciples, I want you to go pick up all the things that I exceeded their expectation in. And they had 12 baskets full. I want to preach to everybody, God is a God of leftovers. God is a God of abundance. God is a God of more. Then enough. How does this apply? Everybody in this building might say, well, preacher, you don't know what I've been going through. You don't know the mistakes that I've made, the sins that I've involved myself in. I've got news for you. God exceeds all expectations. Well, God can't forgive me of this, and God can't forgive me of that. i got Bible for you. Where sin did abound. Grace did much more abound. What does that mean? He exceeded with forgiveness even your mistakes. Because God always exceeds expectation. Well, Pastor, you don't know what I'm suffering with. I'm, I'm sick. I, I'm suffering and I don't know what to do. I got Bible for you today. Paul said that the suffering of this present time is not even worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed. What was he saying? He was saying when you consider what's coming versus what you're going through, what's coming is greater in glory. It'll exceed your expectations. Paul said we know all things work together for good. Pastor, you don't know right now it's not good. If it's not good, that means God's not done. Let me say that again. If it's not good yet, that means God's not done yet. He will always exceed your expectations. What about this? Well, Pastor, you don't know the, the circumstances, the situation I'm going through. It is written, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the good things which God has prepared for them that love Him. But you don't know what's been going on you can't see it which means god exceeds your five senses sight sound feeling it doesn't feel good right now yeah i I bet it doesn't but you haven't even seen heard or felt in your heart what god has prepared he always exceeds expectation and i'm done right here did you know that just receiving the gift of the holy ghost is God exceeding an expectation. God is an infinite being that fills finite beings. Sinful man now becomes the temple of God. And Jesus looked at his disciples in Luke and he said, if if a son will ask of his father bread, will he give him a scorpion? Of course not. If he asks for this, will he give him a stone? Of course not. And this is what he said, if you, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. He said, how much more? Everybody shout more. Because he's the God of more. How much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Ghost to them that ask? Well, I don't deserve the Holy Ghost. Welcome to the club. My expectation, I don't deserve it either. But let me tell you, Amen. Hey man, 21 years ago, he filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Another version of that says if we're evil and we give good things to our kids, he says how much more shall your heavenly father give good things to them that ask? Every mom and dad, you're not a better parent than God and you give good things to your children and yet when it comes to God you set your expectations so low I've just come to preach to everybody in the house of the Lord uh, don't set your expectations low on God take the limits off God if you're a child of God uh, amen if you're a child of the king uh, you can raise your expectation Uh, you can take the limits off God and say God I believed you for so little but I know now that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think, would you lift up your hands? I'm done preaching. Would you lift up your voice? Right now, wherever you're at, if you're struggling with sin, where sin did abound, grace much more abound. If you're suffering right now, there's glory that's coming that has not yet been revealed that is greater than the suffering. If you're going through a situation that right now it looks real bad, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the good things which God has prepared. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you need a blessing, He always exceeds. Expectation If you need miracles He's available In fact, I want to open up this altar Would you come down to the front But I want you to come And set your low expectations at the altar And lift up your voice And say, God, you can do more than that You can do more than that Come on, would you empty out your seats All across this building God, you can do more than I have believed for i have just come to preach to everybody God can do more what are you struggling with? God can do more than just take care of what you're struggling with. you are the same God today. Come
1: on. He can do the more. Same God he can tomorrow. do exceedingly. Help me see the victory you already see. Let my faith be Come the on. Day. He's the same yesterday, well, today, and forever. Help me see the same God the that
0: provided for a woman the same God here today. The same God that paid off the debts for the widow woman is the same God here today.
1: The same God that fed
0: 5,000 is the same God here today. So Lift up your faith right now. If you need a miracle, I want you to come to the front and lift up your hands. If you need God to bless you, I want you to come down and pray. He can exceed your expectations
1: today.